Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello and welcome to Waterfall. It's the water saving podcast brought to you by CCW. That's the Consumer Council for Water. We are all about the why and how of water saving. I'm Mike and I am here with Karen. Welcome, Karen. Hello, Mike. And how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. I'm looking forward to talking all about water saving again. Brilliant. Well, we've put you on an intensive training course and I'm going to ask you <laughs> to uh, tell everyone how they can get in touch with the show. We've got an email address, don't we? We do. And it's podcast at ccwater.org.uk. And very exciting. We've also now got an Instagram account for the podcast, which is Waterfall podcast if you're on instagram and you can see lots of behind the scenes photos of what we get up to so lots of ways that you can interact with waterfall and we always love hearing from you it's always great to get interaction from our listeners and thank you to all who do that right today we are talking about preparing for winter because although it doesn't feel like it because we have actually had some record-breaking mild temperatures for november but it is winter and cold snaps will inevitably come and they can cause all sorts of water problems. Um, not personal water problems, but in your, <laughs> in your pipe work. Um, and, and that can cause water being wasted. So absolutely. It's, it's very important that, uh, we think ahead and we try and prepare for winter. So we're not, not caught short. Yeah, absolutely. Things to look out for that could suggest that you may have a problem, but also things you can do to avoid those problems happening in the first place. Yeah, avoiding the problems always the best way forward. So we have got a couple of guests coming in um, from Water Safe uh, and a real life plumber coming in. And, uh, you know, let's hope the plumber arrives on time and doesn't just push the appointment back a couple of hours or just not turn up at all. So, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed that Steve the plumber turns up on time. Um, but before we get into that, there is a topical item I really want to bring up with you, Karen. And this is news just in at the time of recording. So we all know that um, we've many parts of the country still in drought. Uh, in particular, the Southwest is, is is suffering. And Southwest Water have just announced a very exciting, I think a very exciting initiative. So they've got a, a, a reservoir which uh, in Cornwall, which is running very low at the moment, is only at 15%, Colliford Reservoir. And Southwest Water are appealing to their customers to use less water so that that reservoir will recover. So what they're offering, which I think is really eye-catching, is uh, if the reservoir level gets up to 30% full from its current 15% full by the end of this year, so that's by the end of 2022, then they will give all their Southwest Water customers in Como 30 quid. That's amazing. What do you make of that, Karen? I think that's really good. It's really good to see companies trying something different. I mean, it is a different approach. Do you think 30 quid is going to be enough to motivate people to change their behaviour? Um, I think it might do. You know, I, I think the fact that the company has made it clear that it needs customers' help, I would like to think that people will see the, the, the opportunity they've got to play their part. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really uh, eye-catching initiative. And it's, yeah, as you say, it's good to see companies just trying new things. And also what I like about it is that it needs everyone working together to do that because one person being coming more efficient won't be enough in itself to get the reservoir level up to the 30%. Everyone needs to play their part. So I do like that whole we're in it together aspect of it too. Yeah, um, I mean, the campaign's called Stop the Drop, which I think is great. <laughs> like it because it's got a good bit of uh rhyming there stop the drop what, what's the drop they're trying to stop 
but the dropping of the level of the reservoir. Oh, of course. <laughs> I was thinking of a drop from the um, from from a sink. I'm, I'm clearly really dozy, right? Southwest Waters Marketing Department. Never ask me about the names of initiative, okay? Because clearly it washes over me. All right. So really good initiative. It'd be interesting to see if they make it or not. I really hope they do. I'll tell you what, though. There's going to be people who are trying desperately to be all water efficient. And then there'll be Mike from the Met Office, who's on uh, earlier edition of Waterfall. He's putting all his effort into a weather modification <laughs> machine. So forget being water efficient. Just modify the weather. It's going to just rain, rain, rain. They'll get to 30%. Easy way of getting your 30 quid. There you go. So just invent a weather modification machine. What do you make of that, Karen? Well, I mean, I, I just think, that, you know, at this point in time, it's going to be so important that every Everybody recognises that after the summer we've had, it's going to take a long time for a lot of these reservoirs to recover. So really important that everybody gets on board, does their bit, and um, obviously the, the water company needs to be doing what they can as well. Yeah, really, really important message, Karen. That you know, one one or two months of of wet weather isn't going to make up for months and months and months and months and months of extraordinary dry weather that we've had this year. So let's keep an eye on that. And fingers crossed that they'll be successful. And so that's what we'll have to give all their customers in Cornwall 30 quid. I know. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. Okay, so I think it's time now for us to bring on the guests. Be sure to head back through the archives and check out all the past episodes of Waterfall. So it's great to have guests here on Waterfall. We welcome Julie Spink, who is a director of WaterSafe. And we've got... Steve Barton, Steve the Plumber, who is a plumber from Plug-in Chain Plumbers in Somerset. Welcome to you both. Hi, thanks for having us. Welcome to Waterfall. Yeah, it's really great to see you both here. Um, Just to to kick things off, um, I wondered perhaps if you could tell us, for those that aren't aware of um, WaterSafe, who you are and and what you do? Okay, uh, well... WaterSafe provides an online UK register of qualified contractors. They've all got specific training in the water fittings regulations. So that includes over 5,000 plumbers and uh, more than 1,000 now water supply pipe installers. And they do what it says on the tin. They, they replace supply pipes and they do leak repairs as well. Um, I think we're different at WaterSafe for three reasons. One, we verify those qualifications um, and for plumbers, that's not just the water fittings regulations, but a recognised qualification, at least at MVQ two or three for plumbing. We're supported by all the major UK water companies and the drinking water quality regulators um, and the approved contractors have legal status uh, to issue certificates of compliance. So that will be uh, different from uh, other online uh, sites. And it's really easy for people to search for a plumber. They just need to go to watersafe.org.uk. So you're trusted plumbers, right? Uh, I hope so. and... They're certainly qualified plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> I like where you go with this. So you just type in watersafe into the internet and... The... It'll come up, watersafe.org. And you can just put your postcode in. The sort, of, uh, the sort of work that you're interested in, if that's household plumbing, commercial plumbing or uh, outside for leaks or that side, and it will come up with a list of people near you. And we do say, you know, um, look, you know, ring up three three plumbers at least and get quotes, because we're not there to guarantee price. Um, we're, there, we're really interested in the quality and standard of the, the plumbing. That's uh, our focus. 
But that's that's great reassurance, isn't it, for, for people that are using your, your organisation? Because often, you know, that, that's that's the question that, that, you know, everybody sort of struggles with, isn't it? You know, is this actually going to be a, a really good quality piece of work that's done for yeah. me? And because we're really interested in the water fittings regs, if there's any concern that something's not up to standard, the local water company or the scheme will come and audit the work. And in fact, we require the plumbers to put that work right if it's not. And if they refuse to do that, they'd be taken off the scheme. That's how it works. So we do have some disciplinary and, a, and complaint process. But actually, complaints are, are relatively rare. We Obviously, every register will get some, um, but we try and deal with those quickly. That's brilliant. We know that um, winter can cause water supply and plumbing problems, particularly when we go into those sort of extremely cold temperatures and then you occasionally get the rapid thaws. Um, what, what sort of problems do, do you, you encounter, you know, that you can perhaps share with us? Good question for you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. More, more in the winter time, it's a question of are you on about like sort of leaks, right? Or are you on about yeah, water? exactly. So I'm just thinking when it when it gets to winter because I think winter is probably your busiest time, Steve, and so the phone goes more often. What are the sorts of things that people phone you about? So my guess is boilers not working is going to be uh, you know condensate pipes could be frozen pipes leaks maybe water dripping outside and causing puddles and things like that, but uh, or clogged drains. They're the sorts of things I'd expect you to get calls back. But yeah, I'm I mean, the majority of things these days is more that the boiler's not working because the contents has frozen up or they're getting, like, say, patches of ice where overflows are running from yep. toilets or cold water storage tanks. Um, more so than, than we get burst pipes, to be honest. Um, down in the southwest, we don't seem to get the... The real bad cold weather, um, and even in the winter now, it's um, I haven't had problems like that for a long time. Only on a farm, I think, once where it was pipes all outside on a barn where I had a frozen pipe. But other than that, that is pretty much the run of the mill with with your boilers packing up purely because of condenser freezing. And what what are the sort of bits of advice you you can give to people to sort of try to um, you know, prevent those things happening? Yeah, I mean, again. Use the WaterSafe website to find a, a registered plumber to come out and repair your washers on any overflows that are dripping, and that will stop the ice patches. Again, pop, pop your head up in the loft and check your pipes are all um, well insulated. Pull your fiberglass back over on, on top of the pipes. And then, um, again, with your boiler, you serve, when it's serviced every year, the, the, the engineer should, be know, should know whether the, the condensed pipe is going to cause you a problem or not in the winter. The new regs, um, you know, the pipes were enlarged for outside um, condensed, so it's not the old overflow size anymore. It has to be a waste pipe, so that it shouldn't get that problem. But, of course, a lot of the old installations still have the smaller bore pipe to cause you that problem. But, yeah, like you say, you call, the, call uh, look up WaterSafe and get a, a registered plumber to come and have a quick look at your property and, and they'll give you some advice, really. What's the uh, most vulnerable bit of your of, of your sort of pipe work then? Um, I, I, I was just thinking, because I've got an outside tap, which I've got a polystyrene cover that costs about two quid that I put on in the winter. Is, is, that, is that one of the most vulnerable points? If, if, if it's left on and the water's um, inside the tap still over the winter and it's not protected, then there's a chance that it could freeze and form burst over, you know, over the winter period. Um, like I say, if you're going to turn the water off, open the tap, and let, you know, so the water can drain out as well, and don't just turn the water off, and then that will get you over that problem. But like I say, if it is protected, you, you should be okay. I have to confess, Steve, I'd never thought of 
switching the water off that would go to that outside tap, then turning the tap on to drain the water out. I'd never, I'd never think of doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think it's true. I mean, you're right about the colder areas. Anything that's unheated, so loft space, utility rooms often don't have radiators. They're the ones most at risk. And I have to confess, even uh, for um, our offices, we had an unheated warehouse. We had a burst. Um uh, when it was off at winter uh, uh, as well. so And hopefully you managed to get somebody out very quickly. Did you get a water-safe plumber in? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We do have a lovely uh, water-safe plumber who did come out and, and fix the problem. The main thing, of course, is the damage where when that happens. And as you're right, freeze-thaw. Freeze I mean, if I was going to add anything to Steve, as a great list from Steve there, I think if there's one thing that um, people should do, it's find your stop tap. The last thing you want to do is be finding a stop tap when you've got a problem and there's water spurting everywhere. And I was, this happened to my daughter when she moved in to her student home. Uh, she rang me up. This is a call you don't want to do because she thinks I know something about water. Mum, there's water spurting everywhere from the washing machine. We've just got the keys. There's water everywhere. And I was trying to give her some advice to find the stop tap as well. So that's just that's not the time you want to look for it. You want to find it well before that. So what's the advice then from Steve on where the stop tap may be? <laughs> if only people were there, they could be anywhere. Um, usually most common is under the kitchen sink. Um, but, uh, I've, you know, you can spend longer looking for a stop clock on some properties than actually doing the job. It's uh, some people have no idea. Um, and there's a lot that we can get over it to a degree as long as we can shut it off in the road. But, yeah, the amount of people that don't know where their stop clock is inside the house, the majority don't. Well, so is that the alternative then? If you can't find your stopcock, go out to the road and then try and switch it off. Yeah, in the road and shut it off in the road, yeah. And I think and that's I think, there's a lot of them you can't reach. You need a proper water key to get down sort of a couple of foot. Exactly. And that's not very, it's not practical. And of course, it's owned by the water companies. So most water companies will be okay with you doing it, but sometimes you'll need to check uh, with the water company that you can operate that uh, too. And that's why I think finding your stop tap when the weather is nice and there's no problems, when you're not under pressure, is a much better situation to be in. We had um, a, an outside WC in like an old shed. And one year I came back from being away at Christmas and opened the shed and it was like a massive fountain spurting everywhere. And I, I knew where the stop tap was for the main for the house. But this outbuilding, I couldn't find it anywhere. So I ended up, while it was still spurting out, hacksawing the pipe. Steve's probably going to be crying at this. Right, I'm sorry, Steve. I apologise. But hacksawed off the pipe. So I was just soaking wet at this point in December, Boxing Day, and then put on one of those ends that you can just stick on the end of the pipe. And it was just a rubbish workaround. But I didn't know what else to do on Boxing Day. <laughs> was that the wrong thing, Steve? What should I have done? If it's a push, the only thing cutting it with a hacksaw, you've got a rough edge there for a push fit fitting. But I mean, otherwise, yeah, I mean, do what you can really in an emergency like that. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not judging. <laughs> oh, feel free. It's okay. Everyone else does. <laughs> I mean, the other thing that we're, we're very conscious of is the fact that there are a lot of small businesses that actually use water pretty much as we do at home. So a lot of the advice that you've, you've just been sharing with us would apply to small businesses as well, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing with businesses is often they shut down over Christmas and I, and and that's great. So often they'll they might switch it off and drain down as we've been sort of talking about with the external stop tap. They might keep their heating on low. Less popular as an option now with mm. uh, 
with the issues around people worrying about uh, bills and small businesses aren't immune to that. But I think if the water is shut off over the over that sort of Christmas period or for an office shutdown, people need to think about the quality of their water when they shut it back on because that water will have stagnated. Um, and actually, even if you don't shut it off, the water's going to have been sat in the pipe for a week or so. So actually, the minimum people should be thinking about is how do they keep that water fresh? They're probably going to want to uh, flush out the pipework before they start using it. Um, and, and they might want to think about a proper plan in terms of how to do that. Yeah, that, that sounds sounds really important because, you know, obviously the wholesomeness of the water is so important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you poured a glass of water... Uh, you wouldn't leave it on the side of a room for a week or two and then drink it. It, it wouldn't be the same quality in two weeks' time sat in that glass. Didn't um, Northern Ireland had a big freeze-thaw event, maybe, maybe five or six years ago now, and uh, it caused real water resource problems. And it, and it was, I think it was at Christmas, and it was the bank holiday weekend. So all these businesses are shut down, and then all this water was being lost, and then no one could get in to repair them or find them because other businesses were just shut. It can lead to real problems, can't it? It can absolutely lead to problems, and that can lead to resource problems for water companies as well. Um, absolutely, and there was a you know very similar freeze thaw event in in Wales a few years ago, uh, too, and that was exactly the problem when it coincides with close down and when people aren't going to spot the burst, and and you can imagine coming back to the devastation of a burst in your business as well uh, is is awful. And, you know, it's one of the largest claims that insurers have now are escape water claims as well. They cause an awful lot of damage too. Are we being soft? Are we, have we become softer then? Because if you look at the, we had the Met Office actually on Waterfall a few, few weeks ago. And, um, but one of the things that you look at over winters is that they've been getting milder. So when we do have a harsher one, we've become used to the milder weather. So we haven't done the things that Steve was talking about earlier. Um, do, you, is, 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 do you think we've become soft? I'm from Scotland. I think all of you are soft. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think, again, like Julia was saying, I, we, we're all so used to leaving heating on as well now and times are going to change. And this could be a bit the first winter that we've, we're going to have the real effects of pipes freezing because people are more wary about using their boilers I mean, I'm getting all the time now, and people are asking me what's best: leave the leave it on ticking down on low all the time, or use times. And you know, everybody's different. It's personal, you know, to how their lifestyle is. But I do think we're going to have a big change this year because of that with heating the house. That's a really good point, actually. I never thought of that. that people will be it's a, actually makes an awful lot of sense that people will be changing their habits in terms of their, how they heat their homes because of the cost of living crisis. Yeah. And you're quite right that it's. Uh, the particular times when you have more bursts is that freeze thaw. It's a, it's very cold and then it gets warmer a lot quicker. That tends to get a much more movement of pipes. So there are particular times where it's 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 much more likely to happen. I think. As you know, waterfalls all about saving water, and um, I'm I'm just wondering, you know, particularly Steve, you know, are, are there any other tips that you give your clients to to help them be more water efficient? <laughs> well, yeah, I do give my clients tips. I wish my children would um take some advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's things like restrictors within taps you can get now. Um, there's aerators and shower heads. Um, you've got the dual flush toilets, depending on you know the old toilets. You know, you can get twelve liter flushes when they're now we're down to six and four. Obviously, some of these got cost implications, but you know when you're paying a lot on a water meter, that you know you get you can get your money back over a period of time then, but. Those are the sort of the main sort of areas I would say where we people can save water. Um, don't have so many baths, use showers more often, which like again because of the 
the fuel crisis now, you know, the energy crisis. Now people, you know, use the showers more than the baths because they don't want to be paying to heat the water all the time. So there's a lot of those which is helping save water as well as fuel. Yeah, and we, we, we're giving out advice about trying to stick to the three-minute pop song while you're in the yeah. shower as well. <laughs> My children are doing free albums, I think. <laughs> Steve, Steve, I've got to ask you, because it's been a recurring theme on episodes of Waterfall, about the um, dual flush toilets, some of the buttons are quite confusing. Um, do you, what's your view on how clear these buttons are on these toilets? Um, oh, I don't know. I've never read that before, question before. Um, I didn't know it was confusing. Well, I've got one at home that has a big, bu- a big round button, and inside it is a small button, right? Now, if you do a wee, you go, I'm going to press the small button, which is in the middle. You press the small button, but the big button goes down. So I don't know which one to press. No, I think that is correct. That is supposed to happen. Um, some, I think you can push that, although it all moves, but it will it will change the way that the float, the, the lift valve shuts down. So it'll be quicker when it shuts down. Oh, now I'm even more confused. <laughs> I think they're absolutely confusing. I think the buttons are all different and they're counterintuitive. And often on those buttons with the one inside, you press the outside, which is the bigger part for the small flush. Um, but I, I don't think it's I don't think it's our fault that we get confused. I think they need to be simpler. The manufacturers, we're, we're you know a big button should be for a big flush and a little button for a small flush. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Yeah. We we like Julie. We're all uh, in agreement there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's our fault. I think it should be really simple to understand. I mean, I know RAS approvals did some really interesting research. And they tested lots of different buttons and lo and behold, they proved that big buttons should be big and little bit. That's what people understand. Yeah. But even if you have something that's really, and even if there's markings on buttons, that really helps. But if you press, um, even if you have really clear dual flush buttons, the best percentage of consumers that we got pressing the button was 90%. So people are still going to get confused by uh, buttons. But toilets is a great topic because you were talking about saving money. Leaky lose. My goodness. Imagine they can lose up to 400 litres a, a day. That's like three bathfuls. I mean, that must be a toilet really going some. I don't think they all go to that degree. But if they're between 200 and 400, that's quite that could be a bath and a half to three bathful. So I think on top of Steve's tips, don't leave leaky loos or leaky taps. They lose way more water than you think. Um, I mean, that's... A lot of those, gee, a lot of those toilets, um, you can mm. push the button and, and walk away, and it doesn't do it every time, especially with the concealed frames. Yes. And then you walk away, and it's not just dripping. It's actually full flow going through the toilet, and you might not notice till later on that, that mm. the, the drop valve sat down properly, and you, you've been running all that walks like a tap running. Exactly. Let's let's not not ignore those early signals that something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, because no, it doesn't feel like it's a lot of water. It might see it just trickling down the back. It might be less than that, but it just it adds up so much over time. So, with that in mind, um, have you got any idea how much your daily water use is? Me? <laughs> yeah. Let's pick on Steve first. Yeah, let's pick on Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, I must admit. Um, I'm not very good, or I am, but my the household is, is horrendous with, um, with with the girls, um, especially in the shower. It's I've got a stopcock that I can I access when when they don't get out when I shout after the fifth time that I can turn the water off easily to the shower. Um, 
but I would dread to think um, how much water I do use a day. Um, what's the average? That's About 150 yeah. litres per person yeah. per day. You'd be double that at least. Double that at least. <laughs> my, my, my position in the league table is significantly improving as we speak, Steve. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Steve. You made Karen very happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very. I'm not. I'm a very good advocate of saving water, am I? But um, no, I'm good. It's the rest of them that are terrible. And, and of course, my wife's on board now. Now that it's costing her in the gas on the gas, that she is a bit more on board with it as well, getting them out of the shower quicker. <laughs> and what about you, Julie? So I have absolutely no idea because I don't have a water meter, so I don't know if I was going to estimate. I'm an empty nester now. My uh, my kids have gone to university. So I would estimate I was above the average per person just because I still get so much of their washing back, even they're not supposed to be living. <laughs> Karen, you've done very well today. These fancy bathrooms we fit, they've got the, you've got the Bluetooth in the radio and the mirrors now. And, and also you get the shower thing. So they're playing music in the shower as well now, which has encouraged people to stay in the shower longer. Well, that, that, that's something to be said for, for modern technology, isn't yep, it? Yeah, first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that problem because obviously I wouldn't get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it, listen, it's been brilliant talking to you. And, you know, as I say, it's great that you've been able to share some really good advice that I'm sure, you know, many people are going to be able to take advantage of. Um, you know, we, we've, we're still not completely sure what the, the winter is going to bring, but... Um, the more prepared I think everybody can be, certainly it's going to make sense to you know keep an eye out for those sort of um, early signs of, of problems, but also doing what you can to you know to plan ahead. So um, it's been really helpful and, and great talking to you. So thanks very much indeed. Yeah, and we've had them. Um, we've, we've we've talked about what safe plumbers before on, on earlier episodes of Waterfall. So it's actually really great to have you on in person as well, just to tell us a bit more. Always great to hear it from the horse's mouth. Not that I'm calling you guys horses. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by CCW, the voice for water consumers. Great to have Julie from WaterSafe on and Steve the plumber on. Um, what did you What did you make of all that then? I thought there was some really good advice there. Um, I mean, I think the thing for me and the, the thing that I, I think is quite a concern is this business about leaky loos. You know, the amount of water that they can be losing without people really knowing is, um, you know, is, is really a concern. So really important to keep an eye on your dual flush toilets and, um, you know, get them repaired if, if you see any sign that they might be causing you a problem. And not just not just in the wintertime, at any time of year. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, the other thing that really struck me as well was that whole, um, while it's still decent weather, work out where your stop valve is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, you're not scrambling around in, in, in an emergency situation, possibly in the dark, possibly in the rain outside, you know, um, but actually find out where it is so that you are prepared if, unfortunately, things do go wrong, you have a burst pipe and you need to switch your water off. Yeah, no, that is, it's really, really worthwhile doing. I mean, and um, I think, as um, Steve was saying, most people do tend to have it sort of under the kitchen sink, but they can, can be in other places. So really important to track one down. Yep, so we expect to see lots of people hunting around in their gardens <laughs> trying to find their stop valve. Stop. Tap, sorry. Um, so, 
We are running out of time for today's episode of Waterfall. Don't forget you can get in touch with the show podcast at ccwater.org.uk and of course check us out on the Insta apparently for under 30. That's how you refer to it. Is that right, Tom? You're not under 30. That's right, dude. <laughs> yeah, here he goes. Right. Anyway, so it's goodbye from me, Mike. And it's goodbye from me, Karen. <laughs> <laughs>